Hey, what's up, my people? Hope you're all doing well and you're ready to hear from another friend of the show. He's definitely someone I should have called before now, as he's one of the few people I've played with whom I looked up to for a very, very long time. Firstly, for the way he conducts himself on the field, but also off the field as well. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Premier League winner and good friend of mine, Jolene Lesko. Please enjoy. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you perfectly, yeah. Just what I needed. Just what I needed. How are you, my yeah, brother? Yeah, I just put my headset in, that's all. All right. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. What's going on? Yeah, I'm, you know, same old, same old. I, I need to start this, though, with a bit of respect, yeah? It's the same thing I did with Micah, same thing I did with John. So, I, sp- yeah, I yeah. asked Siri, I spoke to Alexa, I asked Jeeves, looked on Wikipedia, all this stuff. And just in case people didn't, yeah, literally, that's my age. And just in case people didn't know, this guy who came through Wolves Academy finished his career with two (coughs) Premier League titles, one FA Cup, one League Cup, 26 England caps, played in the Champions League and finished with just under 600 games in a career. Oof, didn't know that. I didn't even know that myself. And all this, and you're still only 37. (laughs) Only. I'll be honest. I don't look 37 though. I don't look it. 47, yeah, but that's fine. But I'll be honest, <laughs> man. Don't crack, baby. <laughs> it's smashing to pieces. <laughs> Listen, that, I've got. I've got to start by saying that that is absolutely incredible. That's like oh, yeah. looking at those numbers there. They're special for absolutely anybody. And as we'll get nah, to, I appreciate in a bit, that, man. As we'll get to appreciate in a bit, maybe that. it's even a bit more special for you. But like I say, let's. We'll get back to that shortly. So yeah. when did you um? When did you retire? Oh. Uh, 2017. 20, it was yeah. Really? So why? Why in yeah. seven? Why in 2017? Um, uh, I don't know. I wasn't gonna plan. I didn't plan to retire that year. To be fair, I um wanted to do another year. I, I always had in my head. 35 was the age, even though I was like two months away from my 35th birthday. But I just had another year in my head to kind of get in place what I wanted to do. Or get a better understanding of what I wanted to do after after retirement from football, which I didn't know have a plan of what I wanted to do. So, yeah, what's um, for for people who don't really know, like, what's the significance of thirty five? I don't know. It was it, it was just that was all in your head. Like starting out, you play, footballers play till thirty five. Uh, so called pension is kind of distributed at thirty five. So. I just had in my head that I just thought one more year I was at a place to be honest in my head that I was enjoying it as much as I'd ever enjoyed it to be fair I kind of knew that as as much as I loved playing it wasn't the most important thing yeah yeah so I could so I could kind of enjoy it a little bit more yeah if that makes sense yeah totally makes sense and uh, what are you doing yeah. now well various things now uh, um, here we go <laughs> no, no, no. obviously a bit of punditry various networks um if there's any out in out your sides give me a shirt we'll come out. Uh, <laughs> but, um, okay go on carry on nah um work at man city um what do you do there with the loans players like kind of like mentoring coaching um the players that go on loan so you we were kind of one of the fortunate ones that didn't necessarily have to do that mm-hmm. in, before we made our debuts in the first team yeah if that makes sense so yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's not the case now. The, the club, the size of the club is is huge, so it's it's kind of makes sense for players to kind of apply their try, uh, apply their trade elsewhere, and then kind of then see where that leads them to. So um, I'm just part of a team. There's like nine of us, nine members of staff that kind of see that. Okay. Um, and Fergal, you remember Fergal? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he, he's like the kind of team leader, so. Okay. He's been doing it for forever and a day. And did you go looking for that job or did it just find you? He kind of found me. Um, I've known, again, like yourself, known Fergal for years. Like Fergal was my Nike rep when I first went to Everton in the Premier League. Okay. Because that was the only time Nike was willing to sponsor me. And, like, <laughs> now people are getting deals in the youth team. And oh, that. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to <laughs> it's see. It's madness. Yeah, let's so, sign him uh, up from 14 if we can. Yeah, he's, this is I the know, player. yeah. Crazy. crazy. So um, Fergal was that guy. Um had him at uh, Everton, sorry. We joined City the same year, 2009. He joined um, City then as part of the, the loans. I think he was doing the loans thing and, and like kind of 
um, dossiers on players that we were recruiting, so like part of recruitment and that. And so I've always kind of kept in contact with him. And then uh, he's good friends with, with James Milner, who we are good friends with as well. Went to his wedding reception and he asked me what I was doing in the October of 2017 and, and said, what are you up to? And I was like, nothing really. I don't really know. I was, I was doing the punditry then, but I didn't know kind of what direction I, I was. I underestimated how important the routine of playing was. Yeah. Like being told what time to be there, what to do. I just kind of just didn't realise that was going to be so important to me after. Mm. So he asked me that. Um, I wasn't up to much in terms of day-to-day stuff. He said, you want to fancy watching some games? So I was like, yeah. I I'd, I'd, I'd spoke to a couple of friends that I'd scouted and that and just thought, yeah, that's what it's going to be. And then literally the following week, I went in to meet him and Brian Marwood and uh, they kind of had a role for me in, in place before they'd kind of spoke to me and then I just thought it was going to be a general meeting and then they offered me a role straight away. So I was you just took it straight like, off, yeah. over the moon, to be fair. Yeah. I was going to say, how, given the fact that you, you knew when you wanted to stop and all that stuff, like, how did you really find adapting um, your life as such? Because you've mentioned the, the structure and the schedule, but how about the rest of it? Did you did you find that you, you, you took to it quite quickly or did it take a while, you know, finding the, the new life? Um, I don't know. I would say possibly quickly. I would say it possibly, like say four months was is relatively quick, but it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. No way, as I said, I underestimated it, and it was it, we struggled, man. Like the family life kind of, like their family, my family life kind of continued, but obviously my life had altered. Yeah. So I'm like, what's going on? I was harassing the wife a little bit more in terms of what, where you at day to day and that and she's like I'm just doing the stuff I've always done for yeah. the last 15 years yeah, yeah. I was like yeah like I kind of and I yeah I, I, I was never depressed or close to depression but I, I, I honestly understood how that happens yeah and knowing now and speaking to Mish at the FA well although the FA she works at Premier League now I said that, that there's nowhere near enough done for players that uh, retire, yeah. regardless of your age, just like I've spoke to the last three or four players that have contacted me, retirement, I haven't had a phone call since from anyone, any like the PFA, the, the Premier League, the FA, haven't had a phone call from anyone since they retired. I'm like that. That's that's yeah. not great. Is it? No, that's that's yeah. that's that's not good at all. And I, you know, I always used to yeah. kind of think that. And especially yeah. because the game that we play, especially back in England, it's a bit different over here, but the game back in England is from a very yeah. young age. All they teach you to do, it feels like, is just play this game. That's oh, yeah. it. Everything revolves around that. Like People yeah. aren't necessarily being pushed to try and find a qualification or to try and get real-world experience with anything else. So then yeah. when the time oh. comes where it ends, like w- what do you have? You've got the Yeah, skill. yeah, yeah. 100%. You, you know what I mean? Like, you, 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 you've always been clever, though, Adam, so... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm guessing you up, but you academically you were that guy. So I, th- I think there is a balance because I know obviously over there they have to uh, like keep up a, a grade average and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are people like I'm dyslexic, so I would have struggled in America yeah. because my grade average wouldn't have been enough for me to play. And then I'm missing out on an opportunity that has benefited kind of most people in my life. So I I, I honestly think how many people have the NFL, NBA, MLS missed out on due to them not being academically clever enough. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And it's, 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 So there's a balance to it. I, I just think yeah, yeah, if someone's not going to school and just wants to play, then yeah, of course. But if they're going there applying themselves, if they're giving maximum effort, but their grades are still not great, but it's it's the maximum effort. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. And even, like, as I said, to back home, if you... If you are good at the game or very good at the game, you'll always be pushed to do more and more in the game, and that's great. And yeah. you can have a career. And I think, as you're seeing, as you've seen yourself, and like I'm seeing to a certain extent now, you start to realise that the rest of your life is potentially far longer than the career that you've just had. Oh, but while you're in your career, it feels like that is your life. You know, oh. because that's like at some point, it's like half your life you've lived playing playing the game. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Like if if I really when we break it down, like. Went to school at five. Yeah. Told what to do, when to be there. Mm-hmm. Left school at 15, went straight into the YTS scheme. Same thing. Stopped that at 34. 
so for 30, roughly 30 years, <laughs> I've been told what to do, where to be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm having to kind of fend for myself. Yeah. But like every other player that's retired. So, yeah, it is quite daunting in, in that sense. But, yeah, um, once I kind of retired, I realised that once you're out of it, it's not it's not as important as you think. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like not knowing sure. the fixtures is okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? I think for me, given the fact that, like, I'll be based in England when, I'm, when it's all said and done, leaving... Uh, UK football has altered my view on it quite a bit because yeah. you know when when you over there lower back where you are if you're in it you're like all the way in it yeah. you can't escape it if you can play right. on a Saturday but the rest of the week will be spent talking about <clears throat> that Saturday that's just been whether that's at the yeah. training ground whether it's on the streets but here it's different like so even still now with times I don't watch as many like games as I used to when I was back home because yeah, yeah. I'm on a different schedule now I'm not tracking it yeah. the same way that I used to. So I've, I've managed to step away from it so that when I go back, I don't need to try and step back into it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, you, do you enjoy it any more or any less, though? Um, I think because I know that, I don't know how long I'll be playing for or whatever, but I know that yeah. I don't have a long-term future within the game. So with that in mind, I think I enjoy it more. And I enjoy yeah. the games. Yeah, like the games that I yeah. know that I can watch back home, great. I'll just, I can pick and choose now because I don't have to watch all those games. And over here, saying. there's a million other things going on. Like the level of importance of football in America is like, pff, I couldn't even find a well, It's not just America, it's to the individual. Yeah, yeah, granted, I give it all the time, devoted time when I was involved, but I enjoyed it. Like, and I will go back tomorrow and start again. I'll yeah. definitely do that. And yeah. Do the same things and have the same career path. But yeah. I just wish I knew the last couple of years, I wish I had that mentality for longer. Yeah, and I would have enjoyed it a lot more if you know yeah. what I mean. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I I don't have um, from when the time comes where I finish, I could be wrong, but I don't have that same level of anxiety about leaving the game because as times oh, pass, man. like with family and just other hobbies and things like this, like yeah. it's I I'm enjoying it a lot more. Like once I had that moment, I think maybe it's from coming to America. Like things are just different. You can live your life. Oh, and you can, yeah. <laughs> <Live> out, yeah. <laughs> you, can live, you can you can live your life like um football yeah. is almost a hobby, if you know what I mean. Instead of like but, a, but it's that day. It's it's basically it's everything you've got for the game day and then you kind of you can step go away. back to normal life, which is which is a good way to have it. Obviously not yeah. the right way for everyone. Everyone's yeah, for different, sure. but yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, I, I wish I wish I enjoyed it. Yeah, like, I look tell it from this point of view for longer yeah even say for um like my kids coming to the stadium like when they come to a stadium over here it's just it's a great stadium with great fans and all yeah, that yeah but they're a lot there. they're just nicer so i can think yeah. like there's no stress about bringing three young children to a game because you yeah, know they're not really yeah. going to hear or see anything which though which i'd have to worry about you know it's it's, yeah. it's like it's obviously that's not the same for every stadium in the country yeah all the course, fans are different yeah. but for where i'm at right now like it's it's just yeah. it's so nice. But anyway, do you think, um, yeah. is there anything of the game which you miss right now? Like you've mentioned the structure thing. Oh, training. You training. miss training, really? Yeah, I, I love training, mate. Why though? It. You were terrible at training. Why did you miss training? <laughs> oh, the hate. The hate is real. <laughs> <laughs> Misleading your viewers, you know, your listeners. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is the disinformation podcast. What's that? Yeah, to be fair, the, the, probably the routine of it. And, but I loved going into training. Yeah. Like, I wish I could do that every day. I'd love to do that every day. Yeah, it, yeah. I'd love it, to train. Are you talking about training as a as a team and like having something laid out for you, which perhaps you're not aware of, or which bit of training do you mean? Like, what exactly? Um, training? just the games and stuff, and just like the small study games, the actual training, the kind of the focus it needed. Um, I, I didn't motivating myself was never hard yeah it was never going to be hard it was never like pushing myself and i, I enjoyed that i still in, kind of enjoy that now to be fair yeah um but so them them things like I, I miss i miss having having doing that every day which you can't i can't do it every day now there's times when i can't go to the gym for four or five days and it does annoy me but yeah yeah that side of it i, I love it i, I did love being in pain a little bit if that makes sense yeah 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 yeah. so yeah. uh so now you're on the other side and you are essentially staff 
do you view the game Oof. any differently compared to say when you were inside it like how do you see the game of football now do, does it still feel like it's almost life and death or is it just far no, not that no anymore? way no way is it like <laughs> it's far from that like well, as i said but in when you're in there you don't know any different you don't think that is it and it's everyone's time is consumed around the game so if you have a bad game you tend to think people are still thinking about this on tuesday and thursday and i'm like but now i'm out of it i'm like people don't really care <laughs> like people are not paying. like i'm not like i see friends that are in the game and, and when i see them various people at school or wherever in certain situations and they're like oh what about that i'm like i didn't even see it mate i didn't even <laughs> yeah. see it. i don't even know what you're talking about yeah i'm at that level I'm just now. like yeah yeah, yeah. but and, and then i said to, i say to them like you won't know until you've come out you won't know that yeah. people are not really watching yeah it feels like when you're playing it feels like everybody's watching everything oh, that you yeah. do but yeah, yeah, yeah when it boils down to it you know there are more important things going on elsewhere in everyone's life yeah, yeah 100 percent. Yeah. so let's um let me just go back to your career now yeah yeah so from where you started at wolves academy mm. um to where you sort of not not where you finished but the things which you achieved yeah. do you think you overachieved oof ooh See, these are the hard, hard hitting questions. Yeah, these these are the hard, hard hitting question, questions I give people. You know what I mean? For my ability, possibly, but for my work ethic, no. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? I, uh... I, 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 there was t- more talented people than me than I played with that didn't make it, that didn't have the career I had and achieve the things I, I achieved. So but I, I'm, I'm struggling to find anyone that was. Not working as hard as me, but outworked me. Like I worked as hard as anyone I played with. Yeah. At, at being the best I could be. Where what separated us was if we work as hard, but your ability is better than mine, you are going to be better than me, mm-hmm. obviously. But in terms of our work ethic and what I was willing to do to get the best out of myself, I don't think I overachieved now. Yeah. That's a. Uh... I've got so many things which I want to say about your work ethic, but you naming it there is exactly like it's it's what I wanted to hear because I think that's the, that's the truthful yeah. answer. Because as you say, the reason I mentioned have you overachieved because if you look through say where you started and you and like going through yeah. the academy and you're doing wolves like wolves, wolves today isn't the wolves of twenty years oh, ago. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't really listen to that or know that now because you know it's around the game's basically being run by younger people now, so they yeah. don't really know their history. But to go from there to achieve the things which you've achieved is incredible. And having seen it firsthand, like it is your work rate was incredible. But yeah. but then let's not sugarcoat it. Like you're obviously you were obviously a good player as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, obviously, yeah, I had some level of ability. But I think everyone in every academy has a level of ability, otherwise you wouldn't be there. But and for me what separates them is their attitude and desire. I think everybody knows that. But what people don't understand is, for me, that is an attribute. Yeah. Like, that is an attribute, like, you were fast. Yeah. It's just... What people... Yeah. It's just... Um, but there's, I think there's more to it because it was your work rate. But I think for some people, they're misguided because they just work harder. They don't work smarter all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. Like, some Yeah, people... we were doing it pre, pre-internet. I remember having to do rehab sessions before your phone had the internet. So, like... I was having to go online at home, write down the sessions, and then go. Because even at Wolves, we didn't have a strength and conditioning coach that yeah. was was current. It was like the physio that kind of said, just do that. Everything was three set to ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. Standard stuff. So I kind of went online. And that's that's kind of where I, thought, I think I first fell in love with the NFL a bit, to be fair. Just the, just the training. Not necessarily the games, but yeah. the way they trained and that, the way they moved. The way they move for me, so I think they are the best athletes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for I sure. kind of found in love then, and then just grew from there, really. Yeah, um, and I think as well with with your career and your work rate and all that stuff, you've had to earn everything that you've achieved. Whether that not necessarily well, obviously you've earned the yeah. trophies and all that, but the respect you've earned because, say, in this day and age now, compared to back then. You could have someone now who'd be earning more money than you and have more followers than you and be more famous than you that might never have kicked a yeah. ball as a professional. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? 100%. So that obviously 100%. that has its ups and downs for them, but that 
world there could never have existed like the people who came through when you were coming through and so on like that's a completely different type of human being you know yeah I mean? we, we built on different things and that that's again i think it's just a generational thing i, I don't think that's like you know, if i look at it now i think there's a lot more ability now than say we when we were young or when i was young mm-hmm. but the, the dedication to it all is not the same yeah people were willing to work a lot harder and do things not for the gram or social media. Yeah. You were just doing it for, cause it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And, but now I kind of get the impression that people do things, um, for that reason, which is not necessarily a negative, but if that's your, it's, it's closer goal, to it's, negative than positive. It feels like. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's not necessarily sustainable because yeah. there's always going to be someone that is going to be more famous than you. So yeah. So it's, it's always yeah. dangerous whenever like someone that's in the thirties or born in the eighties starts talking about anything that sounds even remotely negative because you start to sound like you're a hater or something. Yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. Always got to just I find pick... myself trying to do that because obviously when we were younger and there's ex pros and all that saying that I'm like, yeah, these guys are bitter. And then you trust trying to think like it, they're talking from a generational thing. Yeah. We didn't have that and we didn't have this. I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that now, but you just got to take it with a pinch of salt and be like, it is, it is what it is, isn't it, really? So since you work in loans, by the way, I've, so I've got, I had a whole um, podcast written out here, but we're just having a conversation now. Like, yeah. we've gone sideways. Sure. So working in loans and all that stuff like you do at City, this question always comes into my head and I ask, I ask certain people and sometimes the different answers. In this day and, age, day and age now, when do you, when would someone have made it as a player because like, from back in the day with us, it maybe it was when you've played 50, 100 games and now you're settled. Yeah. But given the fact there's more money available now, more fame available before you've really played those games, and the fact so that what you don't... You, exactly. So, so you the, need to decide on what you dis, what you, yeah. uh, your criteria for maybe. Is it a certain amount of money or is it a certain well, amount of games? Here's the thing, because when it comes down to it, some of the people who are coming through aren't of like privileged families and things like this. Yeah. So if you come into money... At sixteen, at like seventeen years of age, and yeah. it's enough money to look after all your family and everybody else and yourself. Yeah. But you never you play a it. game. Like, have you made it? Yeah. If that was your goal, you've made it when you've reached your goal. Yeah. Like again, the mindset of probably our generation was less known for money because it wasn't glamorized. You didn't know what people earned. That wasn't in the papers yeah. or pictures of cars and stuff like that. That wasn't a thing. Like, so it was just about playing football. But now I get it that there are wages and everything's documented and stuff like that. So if your motivation is money and then you get to a stage where you've got an amount of money that you know realistically will set your family up, then you've made it, whether that's 17, 18, 30. Like, I'm the one for whatever your motivation is, as long as you use it to get the best out of yourself, I don't care. Yeah. I don't define anyone with it. And that's whether it's fame, money, trophies girls whatever it may be as long as it gets the best out of you yeah be happy wise words old man um so throughout <laughs> your throughout your career what would you say your best season was oh best season your best season not necessarily for the team your best season unless it's my best season uh, there was a few not joking <laughs> <laughs> um i'll, I'll probably right. say for the for the for because for, i don't feel anyone's done that since would be my season at Everton when I scored 10 goals. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that because you scored one yeah, against other City as well, didn't you? Yeah, well, I scored two that season against you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> both against... Both, both, no, yeah. Well, I was on the field for one of them. One was against Joe. Yeah. One yeah. against Joe. Yeah. And I think yeah. one was against uh, Shea. Yeah, yeah, but you know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who's counting? Yeah. Who's counting? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we are, we're over but, that. Um, but yeah, no, kind of... Because when I think, like, if, if a... A fullback scores ten goals because that was when I played fullback. It wasn't I wasn't playing centre half. It was solely fullback. And um, for a fullback to do that now, you would be on free kicks or penalties. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't on none of them because that weren't me. So uh, <laughs> so Never to, to words, kind of do that and um, to kind of do that and uh, like now I think yeah that would be difficult for like like it, and again I'm not comparing myself to this player. Like he's he's going to be a great like Trent Alexander and Arnold has got eleven assists, unremarkable. Yeah, but I got ten goals. Yeah, it's true. He's in he's a not team that was at top goals. of the league. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of feel, think, yeah, that was kind of cool. So 
was kind of cool. So what was, if that was your best season, what do you think your, I'm not saying worst, but what was worst. the hardest? Yeah, no, worst. no, not worst, not worst. Hardest. What was the hardest season for you? Villa. Villa without a doubt. Because I supported Villa growing up and uh, what it was meant to me to play for that club because my, growing up, your goal is to play for the team you support. I want to be a footballer. I want to play for Aston Villa. Didn't want to play again for Wolves, Everton, City, Sunderland. Like it was Aston Villa. That's all my dream was was to play for Aston Villa. So to kind of do everything I've done and then get to Villa was like, this is it. Now I've made it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then to be part of that team um, that went down, it was, it was hard. That was hard, man. It was uh, it was personally hard again for me, family. Um, and then to kind of, it's part. I know it's part of football, but to be kind of hung out to dry by the club and just be like, well, we're gonna kind of make you the scapegoat for this. Mm-hmm. So just hold it. I was like, don't really wanna fight it because in that season, what people won't know. I don't even think you know. To be fair, cool. I had a chance to go to LA Galaxy, so uh, I get a call in what's the January window. So I've only been there five months. We're struggling, obviously, we've lost a number of games. I was on the bench uh, for FA Cup game. Yeah, it was the FA Cup game against Wickham. Me and Brad, uh, Brad Guzan are on the bench. And um, it's 1-1. And we were just basically... Remember we used to throw the chewing gum from the dugout onto the line? <laughs> no, I never so, did that because I'm not immature, but you sure, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what it is. Well, yeah, we yeah of course, it, yeah. So yeah. we did it. And then um, I think whoever hit it anyway. So we started laughing. Bear in mind, we're not losing. We're not winning, but we're not losing, so... Um, we started to laugh or smile on on the bench, and then at Wickham Wanderers, the fans can literally get to the dugout, so you can like, bang on the back, and they were like, "Oh, you like laughing at this?" And we're like, "What are you talking about?" Like, we're not laughing at the game. It's like, of course we're not. We're upset we're, as much as everyone else with the situation, but this game wasn't the reason why we we're laughing. So anyway, the next game was Crystal Palace at home, who had at the time the best away record in the league and, and we had the best the worst home record mm-hmm. and I'd um, spoke to people from LA um, they said to me it was me Ash Cole and Nigel De Young were the three people they wanted to sign so they said left side is set half we need a left foot set half um, we've got a second choice you're our first choice if this can happen then cool I said 100% I said we've got these games we've got Wickham and then we've got Palace um We'll talk again on Wednesday. We'll speak to the club and we'll try and get it done. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, club were kind of on board with it because, um, again, it wasn't great for them, the situation. Um, so I've missed the first game. Come to the Tuesday, we play uh, West Ham. Oh, no, sorry, Palace, who I've said. And uh, I'm captain. So as I read out the names, I get booed. So I'm getting booed now from the home fans because I'm I'm pl- I'm in the starting lineup because again I kind of been made a scapegoat for the game on the Saturday that I wasn't even really involved in. <laughs> so in my head I'm fuming, yeah. fuming. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is we are not here be- solely because of me. I played my part, granted, yeah, but it's not because of me. So let me prove to you this isn't because of me. So I was that was the most determined I think I've ever been. Yeah. So we played a game. We win one 0 and I score. I get man of the match. <laughs> I get a message after to say, "We watched the game. This is from the, from LA. We watched the game. Great performance, but I don't think it's going to happen after that." So I was like, huh? "Next day they phone up, um, and I'm told that it's not going to happen due to that one performance." I was like, hmm? "If only." If, yeah, so Villa said we can't let you go now. If that's the case, then we haven't won for like ten games, so they're thinking we can still survive. Yeah, let's keep it here and rare, rare. And I'm like, oh, and I wasn't re- willing to kind of cause a ruckus and yeah, yeah, get out of, course, of there. Yeah. I yeah. thought that's not that's not I'm not about that. Not to Villa. So if you either agree to what we agreed to before, or or to don't go, and they were like, well, it's not going to be pretty if you try. And I said, you know what. It can't work, and then that's tell LA, and they went elsewhere. Mm. Mm. That's my that's my only regret in football. That not not going not over going there. there. Yeah. yeah, and it's not I regret not going. It's I regret it because of the way 
the way that he finished them, my family family were treated. Yeah, I was like, I wish I would do something. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you um, if you would change anything in your career if you could go back, and you've answered the question already. It's that's like you, it, yeah. it's like you're forced. You know what I'm going to yeah. be asking next. I don't know what's going on. Here. This is pretty weird. <laughs> this is pretty weird. Yeah, but that's it's it's a shame you never got the chance to come over here because I think you would have loved it, and I think you would have done really, really well, like exceptionally yeah. well, and no one. I try and tell people who I play with over here now what playing the game is like back home and how at times it can get so life or death and you can't escape the seriousness and nature of what is essentially a game. But it's more than that because it, you represent the people from that place. You know, it's like not, a religion. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, with, I'm not disrespecting anything here, but it's not like a franchise that could just open up and just have fans or this, that, and the other. Well, no, these are people from Birmingham. These are people from Manchester going against yeah, another yeah, yeah. town, another city who historically they don't like beyond football. You know, so when yeah. things aren't going well, they just, their hate is so real. My word. Like, yeah, but, yeah. But, There's only a few derbies over there that they can really grasp what it's like where, because you can fly yeah. five hours to a game over there. That's not happening here. So yeah, yeah. Like, the, like if it's a derby, you literally see in the stadium and you probably live in the same house yeah. with fans of that rival team. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just different, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and then it's, it's all nice till like, I remember when I was at Sunderland. Did you play against Newcastle while you were there? Nah. Yeah, I remember. We, we, so we got we got killed in one derby, but I remember the stadium's like yeah. 20, 30 minutes. Or 20 minutes it was. We had to have a police escort, helicopters, all this stuff to get to St. James's, get to the stadium. They're throwing stuff at the bus. But it's like generational. You've got eight-year-old child, a 38-year-old parent, like the yeah. 50-something-year-old like grandparent, all just, they're all the same. Real? Like, they hate yeah, you. Yeah. They hate you. That's what it is. It's hate. It's yeah. hate. It's a madness like, to think that it's not a dislike. Yeah. It's a real hate. Like, they know nothing about you. You could have been there yeah. 10 seconds, but you are the enemy, and they would literally <laughs> do anything to make you feel Forever comfortable. Though. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not like it's yeah. not for the, that game. It's yeah. not like you say, "Oh, they're the enemy for ninety minutes." No, tomorrow yeah. if I see you on the street, you're yeah. the enemy. It's exactly that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly right. And you know, yeah. like some people, as I say, I try and say that to them, and they just I don't think they can quite grasp it. But there's certain yeah. times, like I couldn't go to certain places in Newcastle when I was playing for Sunderland yeah. because I knew what time yeah. it was. <laughs> Absolutely, I haven't been back to Liverpool since yeah. I left Everton. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah, that's many reasons though. But anyway, uh, yeah. so let's talk. Um, let's talk City because obviously that was the most yeah. successful spell of your career. And just briefly, my most enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Most enjoyable time, what? Um, so you were there before the trophies really came in. So what changed that made the team turn into a more successful side or the club into a more successful club? Um, obviously, the the current owners like they come in with this vision of what it is now and. As a player, I remember speaking to the chairman and he's telling me that and I'm like, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me time, time, schemes of time frames of what he's thinking. I'm thinking, I don't know if that's kind of realistic though. Yeah. But it sounds amazing. So I'm, 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 on, I'm on board. But people like that just know what they're doing kind of thing and they have it in place and they put people in positions that know what they're doing and they kind of obviously recruited the right team and what I think was the benefit was you had a, obviously yourself, Micah, and that, and Hearty, a good bunch of top talented youngsters. But we all come in and we kind of was tarnished with the same brush of you only come for the money. Yeah, you're, you've only joined City for money. You haven't joined to win trophies. So even if you win one, you don't really care. And then I think they underestimated how, even though we never spoke about that, how much we valued that. Yeah. Uh, coming together, having known what each and every one about to do to get to the team, to get to the club, and was willing to do for the team, you know what I mean, for each other. So, yeah, I don't know if there was one particular moment. I just think collectively that the circumstances that we all came there for or under helped helped a lot. Yeah, I th- I'm I'm kind of like you when they came in and they had the ideas. It sounded great, but mm-hmm. we've just spent the last 15 years watching Man United win everything. <laughs> You know, yeah. I don't understand what you mean. Like, what do you mean you want to win the league and you want to win yeah. this and you want to be competing in the Champions League? Like, I, it was only 10 years previous or maybe, it was, sorry, 15 years or whatever. I was watching City in Division 2, in the Division 2 playoff final against Gillingham. And now guys yeah. coming well, in. Well, me and Sean. Yeah. Me and Sean played against each other 
in the in championship. Yeah, and this, like we came through the same time, so t- to say that was like nah. Yeah, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly, but in fairness, it, only, it never makes sense until it happens. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, and I, but, but you say that. But you believed him. You, yeah, it wasn't like sure. you was he, hearing it. You're thinking, yeah, he wasn't nah, joking. Just, nah, yeah. I'm, he was serious with it. He yeah. was serious, and that is why the utmost respect for like all of them. The chairman, like, I seen him. Like, I went to the game on Sunday. I seen him, and he's with people, with, and he, he every time he speak sees me or sees whoever he sees, you're the most important person for that amount of time. Yeah, for a man so busy, he's got so much time. It's class. I'm like, yeah, that's, what a guy. That's, that's next what level class. I think another point yeah. as well. Um, so it wasn't so much the case for you because you were like newish at the time to it, but the club yeah. in time started to have fewer and fewer people, um, players or whatever, who were jaded by the past to the point yeah. where there were teams, say for example, a team that would go out and play against, Man- a team that goes and plays against United this year is expecting to win. Whereas yeah, a, f- yeah, yeah. a few years ago, a team that's going out to play against United is hoping that they can win because they yeah, know the, that, yeah. they know yeah. the his- they know the history. Whereas the newer people that are coming in, they don't know the history. They don't have those same feelings of losing eight derbies in a row, or whatever. It's like yeah, yeah, you were here, to- but that's 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 what the fans are like. My oldest is a City fan. He can't remember before. Yeah, like fans now. Like if you're a teenage fan, like 17, 18, whatever, you don't really remember the stuff. From before like ten years ago, mm-hmm. so you you're used to with it. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean. That's why it's probably harder for Man United because probably twenty years of their fans are not used to seeing any different. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So then when it comes, it's 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 harder to take. But like a lot of the fans now that you see at the games and stuff, the older ones obviously they know, so they they appreciate it a, a lot more. Yeah, because they obviously they've been through the the madness. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you. <clears throat> to describe yourself as a player for those who maybe never saw you play, like say maybe some of the real young fans now, like do, would you want to do that or do you want me to dis- just yeah, describe um, yourself? Describe myself. I was uh, a striker trapped at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Is a striker nah, pushed nah, to nah. the back more like? <laughs> yeah, pushed. Yeah, two hands and a foot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, um, I was my. I was probably like an intelligent player and I and I'd probably had a level temperament. Like I never really got not that I do now. I never really got carried away with defeats or wins or whatever. So in terms of my style um, now, who would I who would I look at now and say, yeah, I was similar? It's hard to say that, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough, yeah. Because, you know, you can big yourself up and say, like, Laporte, but, you know, everyone everyone else would be lying. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Laporte do this thing. He yeah, do this thing. For but... sure. Now, I, yeah. I think um, that's, it's always a tough question to answer that one because you want to be as honest as you can without sounding like you're all over yourself. Yeah, but, that's, that's hard, man. Yeah. But then you know your value at the time. And I think, the truth be told, you were a massive part of the years um, which were pivotal in allowing City to become, like, who they are today. And, you know, even if the masters don't speak on it, all those that were there with you will never forget what you did. And that's because you're a type of player, similar, in my opinion, to like a Gareth Barry or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereby 100%. You, don't get, you don't get the highlights. But the reason you don't get the highlights is like the whole concept of football and entertainment is people want to see tackles, they want to see goals, they want to yeah, see this. Yeah, yeah. But if you're in the right place 90% of the time, one, yeah. nothing will happen in the game. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. I I I have that conversation now with because everything's about stats. How far did you run? How fast did you run? Well, I used to because my stats were probably the lowest in terms of distance covered. But I'm saying, but if I'm in the right position, yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't have to run that far or that fast. Exactly. If like if so, I if I have a game, it's the same for me here, by the way, because I've got some good yeah. centre halves here and they cover a lot of distance and they're good players. But yeah. I always think if I can do as little as possible but have the greatest impact, why would I want to run more? Mate, don't. Prevention is better than cure. Prevention is always better than cure. If I don't have to make any big tackles or anything like yeah. this, then everything's sliding. In a good place. If, if I'm if I'm having to slide, I'm in the wrong position. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, desperation I mean. ex- exists. But yeah. let's let's skip music. Let's skip that for a second. Let's talk um, music for a bit because you know it's a Oof. it's a dual threat podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll get back to football though. 
so I remember from back when, and I see a few things now on social media, like, do you still do any DJing? Um, I don't do as much lately. I'm, um, I'm, I'm more of a summer DJ. It's like my oh, goal. He's a, fa- he's a fair weather DJ. Yeah, yeah. But you're inside though, but you're indoors though. How can you be nah, a fair weather DJ? At them, it's dark on them streets in the winter, you know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not living in sort of Utah where, come four o'clock, bro, it's, it's dark. Yeah, you know I, mean? I don't the see that, yeah. Road, I'm, I've got the, I've got the car lights on. Just <laughs> back to the school road. That's, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a big so, problem, um, right? Yeah. No, nah, to be fair, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love that. And that is the closest feeling I've had to playing, yeah. doing that. Is that because, like in, is it feeling the nerves before you start performing or like, that, is it watching? That's worse. That yeah. was way more nervous doing that. But it wasn't that, it wasn't until I did it and I realised, until a couple of strangers come up to me, didn't even know I was, but just got hyped off the tunes. And I thought, this is similar to where you are in control of people's emotions. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's very, the very fact true. that like, you can play a tune and, and it takes someone somewhere and someone else to a different place. And you're like, remember when we were here and we heard this? We all do it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't never thought about it like that before. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where I thought, yeah, this, this is real. Yeah, this is a real, for sure real it is. For sure it is. Like, I've, I've done it maybe three or four times at like a party or whatever and yeah you do feel that nervousness but then also that's how i always used to feel when i was in charge of music at the clubs that i've been at like yeah. before a game you've got 25 different personalities in there and then you've yeah. got we've got one speaker it's like right let's roll the music but everyone's on something different but then that yeah, whole man. thing of like ah, everyone gets one song each that doesn't work because then it just uh, gets yeah. so so rigid so i quite enjoy yeah. it getting a feel for a room, getting a feel for people and, you know, not necessarily giving them exactly what they want, but stuff which but, they can all listen to. Yeah. You know Give them I mean? stuff what they need because they don't know what they want until sometimes you hear it. Like, yeah, I heard yeah. a tune the other day, I was with Meeks and wasn't thinking of it, forgot about this tune that existed. He played it and I thought, I needed to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I need, And that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't yeah. know, because obviously this is still a podcast and not just a phone call. Like Meeks is Michael Richards, <laughs> who's a friend of the yeah, show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. You know what I mean. Never, yeah. never forget that. Like other people are listening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've got my producer yeah, Ryan right next to me. He has no clue who you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Meeks. Who's Meeks? Meeks. <laughs> Meeks. there. So oh, yeah. at your at your big age, yeah. What exactly do you actually listen to now? Honestly, uh, I haven't listened to music. The last out, I've got Little Wayne's album. That's the last, last thing you listen to. Yeah. Hmm. And because I, Little Wayne's my guy. Mm, you're not aging well, that, you know. That, that is my guy. But I, I don't listen to music any, like as much as I should. Hmm. Because um, um, I, I just like, I'm in the car. If I'm on my own, I'm on the phone, so I don't use the phone in the house. Ah, uh, businessman. And then if I'm with the kids, we're talking. We're ah. active, you know what I mean. Yeah, so you are. Older. I just don't listen to music. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I, but I, 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 to be fair, I enjoyed that though. I enjoyed that when I played. Like, I can sit in a car on my own and do a couple hour a car journey and not have the radio on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like I've got um, in the gym. Now in the gym, I'm active. I'm active. In the yeah, gym. I've got um, I've got a playlist on Spotify called Kickback, and um, it's a snapshot of kind of what I like. But it's the type yeah. of music where you don't need to hear it in a club to really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as I'm similar to like you, I'm just at a slightly different stage in that evolution because with age, like I don't go to clubs anymore. But if I go somewhere, yeah. I'd rather go to a bar or a restaurant where I can have a conversation with people but still hear yeah. music. But still, yeah, I still enjoy yeah, yeah. the atmosphere. And, so, yeah, man. So, so like two albums which have come out recently, which basically sum, sum up who I am. So there's a new little Baby album called My Turn, which yeah, is yeah. good. And I get it, but I'm listening to Royce the Five Nine, the album called The Allegory, oh, okay. which is like that must be new, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's two, it's two weeks, but it's like top. Say, yeah. It's top. It's like music for my soul, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. None of it's it lyrically would, based. It's yeah, based he's talking music. to me. Yeah. I, honestly, I think he said my name a few times in there. He's talking <laughs> that directly to me. Yeah, DMJ. Yeah, yeah, literally. I, yeah, I get it. I get that. That's but just then, where I'm at. You have now. different music for different times, though. Like you don't listen to. You might not listen to that in the gym or, yeah, or for games, sure, yeah. but in the car, that's what it is. And then 100%. you've got different vibes for different times of the day or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm podcast guy as well in the car now, so there are a few. Yeah, that's, that's me as well, man. Yeah. That's me, to yeah. be fair. Obviously, podcast, you're, you're a friend of the show, so, you know, thanks for listening. You know, yeah. One of the million. Um, yeah, audio books. One last, one last music question. So, on, obviously, man. you've left the game now, but within 
playing in England, the culture would always be a new signing always has to sing. Yeah, Ooh. on the first away trip and all that. So yeah. what would you pick if you had to do it now? Because I'll tell you about to me. To do it now? So Go on. I'm, I'm an exceptional singer, so I'd sing like John Legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep people entertained. Sing who? John Legend. I'd be doing any type of John Legend. You know what I mean? Cause this guy. Just ordinary people, you know, stuff like that. Just get the people, give the people what they want. You know, slightly dim the lights. Nobody wants to hear you sing ordinary people. That's no, no, people it's like you said sing. before. You say no one wants to, but maybe they need to. That's the beauty yeah. of it. You see, they're not ready. <laughs> they just didn't know until it they came. They didn't know. They, they didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah, so what, well, yeah, what, what would you sing, do you think? Or what would you pick? What would I sing? Uh... Well, you don't have to sing. You could, to be fair, you could just nah, you could rap no, or no whatever. Chance. I'm not singing. You see, I, I, I did both. Fair. I've done both. I've done both. Yeah. I, they, they, they both went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> I, uh, my, first, my first one was ever. So I was down at Wolves, so I didn't have to sing. Went to Everton. And uh, song Wonderwall. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Because everybody knew it. Yeah. So you sing the verse, get to the chorus, everyone's on it. And then I didn't have to do it at City. We didn't do it. And then uh, the next time I did it, was at Villa and a song um Meek still buzz Micah Richards still buzzes up it <laughs> now. Uh I'm going in. Little Wayne. Uh he, um Jeezy and uh, Drake. Right. Oh my god okay. I wrapped it. I okay. wrapped it. But he wasn't censored. Oh my god. It was a, it was a tragedy. tragedy. Yeah. To be honest though, you, you seem like more of a spoken word kind of guy, but we'll we'll yeah. leave that there, yeah. It yes. was it was a problem, I'm Just... not gonna lie. <laughs> Can we talk a few of your favourites now from your career, yeah? Yeah, man. So answer you can answers can be long and they can be short, can be whatever you want. Who yeah. is your favourite manager being? Glenn Huddle. Why? Because at the time, but not just this, he I was twenty one. Twenty one? Yeah, twenty one. So obviously I didn't know as much as I knew at thirty, but he viewed the game different like to the point of where, I think I said it recently on another podcast. He said he made me do finishing. He used to bad me on my own after training to do finishing. Hmm. He says you get too many opportunities, um, and you don't score enough goals. So, like I was thinking, oh, I'm a defender. Why has he got me finishing? <laughs> yeah. And then I go to Everton, and literally, for like I do that for the last my last kind of year at Wolves. I go to Everton, and then I start scoring goals. Yeah, I'm like. Is that part of it? You know what I mean. I'm just like this guy. He 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 just viewed the game. He he told me little tricks and stuff. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, he's, Total sense. yeah. He's he was good. I had him for a few months at QPR, and he yeah. was, he was the same. Like he'd always be speaking to me. You try this, try that. See this, see that. You know, it's a shame yeah. he never managed for longer. But I really 100%. respected what he was saying. And yeah. uh, to be fair, one of the best moments I had was when I was at QPR. We played against United. And I think United at the time, this is how well United was. They had Falcao and Di Maria playing up front. Ooh. And um, it was one of the best games I've ever had in my career. And I remember Glenn yeah. Hoddle speaking to me for the rest of the week after that, talking about how well I played and certain things that I was doing. And it felt like the biggest pat on the back I've ever received yeah, in my career because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. coming from him because I really respected yeah. how he viewed the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was a, he was a, he was a real good coach. And yeah, as he said, it's a shame he never got to, to do more. Yeah. But he, when he's worked with who he's worked with, you kind of appreciate it more. Like, as I said, he was coming off the back of England and working with, for me, the best, like Rio and that. And like giving me stuff and saying, this is how you can do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's high praise that. Yeah. How about, uh, what was your favourite game that you've played in? Favourite game? Uh, I you, yeah. The FA Cup final with City. The first one? Yeah, man. FA Cup final, like I played in the FA Cup final with Everton and we lost, so obviously that's not great. <laughs> yeah, that's playing not FA Cup yeah. final is nice, and if I never played in another one, that it would have been real nice. But to win it, like, like that's that FA Cup now is is it's the real deal, isn't it? It's yeah, the real sure. deal for sure. Yeah, who's what's the favorite um, back four that you've played in? What from different clubs or just one? Just, yeah, that you've yeah from different clubs. Like say certain points oh, in okay. the season. So like, um, I think the people who I could trust the most, because um, that's what I base it off. Mm-hmm. Like necessarily the most best players I played with, but like Leighton Baines, G- Gail Clichy. After initially, 
I, I didn't kind of, I wasn't able to sync with Gail, even though we were really close and I really close off the field, on the field, didn't really go to plan because yeah. he was used to a certain style and I couldn't play that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, him, but Leighton Baines, I would say, yeah, man, we, we, it was just natural straight away. We just knew. Yeah. There wasn't no hidden agendas of he's trying to expose me. And even though the manager at the time, David Moyes, tried to kind of, we, we were fighting for the same place. When we did play together, we wanted it to work so we could both play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then, um, obviously Vinny, then I would say Vinny because we had the most success. But Jags as well. I'm going to say, say it again. I'm going to say it again. Like, people are listening. So that's Vincent Company and that's Phil Jagielka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You can drop this names if you want. Phil this... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Them two. Them two, again, um, got on off the field, but we understood each other and what we was good at. Like, I knew Vinny wanted to be in front and lead and do that stuff. And I was happy to do that. And he was happy to kind of let me do that and realise the things I was good at and kind of do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, right back, well, I would say, yeah, it would have to be Micah. Like, it's again, not... it was, when we played center half, it didn't work because we, again, the way we, um, it was at Villa as well, so that was, a, that was just a mess. But in terms of him right back, he was a joke, weren't he? Like, yeah, for sure. For people sure. weren't doing the things he was doing then, no. you know what I mean? He was just, now you, if he was doing it now, you'd you'd be getting a lot more attention. There, even though he got a lot. Yeah, he got some then, but it's different now. Yeah, it's different now. Yeah, it's a lot more deserving now if he was to be doing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So, online, I could be wrong. As I say, ask Siri or whatever, and he said you had forty career goals. Yeah, is that correct? Oh, I thought it was thirty nine. To be fair, but I took forty. <laughs> yeah, I bet you'll take forty. Um. Yeah. So I imagine you remember them all, but which was your favourite? Favourite goal? Um, my first goal, Wolves, was against Wimbledon, old Wimbledon as well, at Sellers Park. The original. That's got to be up there. Okay. And possibly my first Premier League goal for Everton at, at Villa. At Villa, did you celebrate? Yeah, in, yeah hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I celebrated like it was my last game. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'd been getting sick, obviously being a Birmingham boy and Villa fan. Like I kind of had to stop wishing well on Villa when I joined Everton because we were fighting for the same kind of places. Yeah, when it was like top mean? six, so, top seven, all that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really wish Villa do well if we're looking to finish higher than them. So that was when I kind of like, but I didn't make that known. It was just kind of natural yeah and then that game at the uh, Villa Park my first season at Everton and um, like I was getting a bit of stick and that a bit of banter as it, as it happens and then I scored in front of the whole end oh my god <laughs> I'll still be celebrating now <laughs> after, uh, so, so you scored the 40 goals yeah um, but yeah. within our generation we've seen Messi and Ronaldo who were at 500 goals plus do you think they remember all their goals Oh, I reckon if you give them a little inkling to what, if you said, oh, wait, who did you score this goal against? The goal was you went past so-and-so on the left and then you cut in and you bent it in. They would be able to tell you, yeah. You reckon? Because I reckon Ronaldo would. Well, yeah, he's obsessed, isn't he? He probably watches it yeah. when he gets home. I think, yeah. do you know Messi what? probably not. Yeah. It's just a day in the life of Messi, isn't it? I see. I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure if they'll remember, though, just because, say... I can't remember. I've I've barely scored any goals. I can just about remember them. But then also, if you, I said if you include training goals, goals that my team has just scored on the field, like I don't think I could remember five hundred plus. You know, and then if you add that to Messi and Ronaldo, they're nah, probably scoring uh, fifty okay. goals in training a week. What did you look? Yeah, but if you look at it from what do you love to do the most? Mm. I bet you can remember every time you've done that. Yeah, maybe, but then it's and again, Ronaldo it's like, loves to score. Yeah, but then it's like Messi. You could say to him, "Do you remember your goal against uh, Valencia?" And he'd be like, "Which one of the twenty-five are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you said to him, "You're cut in from the right, you bent it in the stanch," and that's fifty goals. This, that's fifty goals in his career. He, he would nah, but you know which one. If you kind of created the scenario of what it was, I reckon he'd be able to tell you. Yeah, it must be nice. Right, so, yeah, yeah. that's so, a nice problem to have, as you said. Yeah, all right. So, some best and worst now. Who's the best player you played with? 
Best player. Yes. Can I take long on this? <laughs> All right, we'll get back to it. Who's the best player? No, no, no. I've, no, I've got the answer. Go on, I then. mean, basically, again, I had this discussion the other day. Someone asked me this, and I said, the best footballer I've played with, David Silva. Okay. Hands down. But huh. the best player I've played with, Jaya Torre. Really? And the way, I, the way I define them differently is because Jaya, if he played well, you won. The team won. There wasn't yeah. no draw. There wasn't no defeat. You won the game. He made sure your team won that game. And that was the difference. And I was like, like my managers say, you can't turn it on and off like a light. <laughs> yeah. They can. Yeah. So Players like that can do that. But David was just like, every day, he was as good as he is in a game and in training. So in terms of pure football ability, yeah, he was a joke. Okay, so I'm just going to read between the lines and cause a bit of controversy. So what you're saying is that every time City lost and Yaya Torre played, it's because he wasn't trying. Is that what you want to get out there, yeah? You want to put that as a statement? I wasn't I said he wasn't trying. I said he just wasn't playing to his full potential. <laughs> I don't reckon that was many I'm times. Kidding, I'm kidding. I I, I'm kidding. I don't reckon it was many times, but he lost it. Yeah, it's true. He, he was. Uh, he was doing all right. Yeah, he was doing he all right. He was doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. How about the best stadium you've played in? Bayern Munich. How about yeah, the man. worst stadium to go and get a result? To go, go and get a result. Just throughout your whole career, doesn't have to Anfield, be Anfield, man. Oh, Anfield, yeah. Then, uh, yeah that's, no, no one says they go to Anfield and enjoys getting results there. No yeah. one. Yeah, it's, it's a myth, isn't it? You see that whole yeah. thing for you, like Anfield's great. But for me, just the low-key one, it was Stoke. I swear to you, every time Stoke. I went to Stoke, I lost. I must have been Stoke, there eight yeah. times. I lost every time. Sellers Park is ugly as well, you know? Yeah, like That's people, a tough one to go to, man. People sleep on it, like with Stoke as well from back in the day. It, why is it always windy. blowing a gale? Why is it always windy? windy? Yeah, man. It's always it windy. Yeah, bro. It's windy there. And the laps, windy, that will catch you. And the lap shoulders were always like loose for the long throw-ins as well. Oh, yeah. Remember when um, Chidi Club and he, he put like the, the um, advertising board so close so he could do a run-up on that? Yeah, yeah. He like tried one it. yard after pitching. <laughs> He's still just chucking it in anyway. <laughs> Yeah, just running up the line and just like throwing it on the, exactly. with a bit of bend. Exactly. The who cross. was, um, this isn't necessarily the best player you've played against as such, but who was the one player who always seemed to hinder um, your team? Nah, always seemed to hinder. Um, like the worst to play against, basically. Not necessarily because they're always doing well, but they always seem to have an effect on the game. Ooh. Because for me, it was always uh, back in the day. It was always Frank Lampard. He might be deathly yeah. silent for the whole game. Yeah, yeah, them boys there. Yeah, but them then a cross will come into the box. Man. He would take sixteen deflections, and who turns up right on the edge of the box and slams it in? Yeah, yeah, man. Now, to be, uh, one player that was consistently doing that, I don't, I can't remember, but the best player I played against that caused me the most beef was Luis Saha. Yeah, he was a problem, wasn't he? Nah, but he, he gave it to me one time, man. And, and I was, and I didn't do anything wrong. Like it's not like he just gave it to me. He just, he just turned it off, and then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's a couple more levels that above where I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need to go. Yeah, he was very good. I remember as well. Yeah. In that theme, I remember back in the day when uh, Freddie Canute uh, was playing for Spurs. Canute. Some I've seen some big men like not lose a header for five years straight. Then all of a sudden, as they yeah. go to head it, he chest it down. Yeah, man. Berbatov was doing them bits as well. Yeah, I was... I was Berbatov I was, was fucking them out of the sky. Yeah, that's when I started just covering for people instead of going for headers. But <laughs> yeah. we don't need to get into that. Right, so would you rather's, yeah? Would you rather never watch... Uh, to be fair, you've kind of... You killed some of this stuff by being so old. But would you rather never watch football again or never listen to music? Oh, yeah, never never listen to music. Yes. I don't know. Oh, that means I can't go out. Yeah, well, you can go out if you want, but you're just going to hear nothing. No music. Yeah, nothing. Nah, bro. I don't know. Nah, I'll play music All because right. um, that means I can't watch the kids. <laughs> okay. Um, how about you've got to do the halftime show at the next Super Bowl, but just you, just on the floor, yeah, for 15 minutes, all the cameras Not watching. Would you rather be singing or would you rather be dancing? Either. Nah, dancing. Dancing, yeah. You think you'd entertain like, millions, like 50, 60 million people, huh? Yeah, if you just give me the beat, I'm on it. All right. How about if you could play one more season for free and win a league title or play and get paid really, really well but lose every single game? Who am I playing for? Because if I'm playing for Liverpool and I'm playing, I'll play for Liverpool and lose every game give it a piece. <laughs> <laughs> that is sabotage. That is straight sabotage. No, just forget the team. Just think of the concept. Oh. Nah, that's, that's an important thing, you know, because if I'm playing for the team I love the most, then 
Nah, that's happening. Uh, All right, so you play one more season for a no, team. Okay. I play for I'll the team. Play, play for the team. team that... Every game, I, yeah, I play for the team and win because with today's marketing opportunities, after I retire, after oh that game, I'm, I'm all in, mate. What a load I'm of nonsense in. that is. <laughs> now I'll play for free and win the title. Okay. Um, just I get to win Champions League in that season. Do I get to win Champions League? Yeah, yeah. But all this, as I yeah, say, yeah, it's yeah, completely yeah. making no money here. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I'll win the Champions League. Clearly, this is a, this is the sound of someone who's clearly well off anyway. Like that's Steve, that's, Steve, a, that's, that's a humble brag. Yeah, I play no, for free. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. All right. He's got. Oh, he's got. Yeah, that's because I don't know. He's listening. He's got kids. He's got. He's got kids. He's got a wife. Got whatever. He's got. He's got bills to pay. Well, maybe he's got no bills to pay. Yeah, I, I play for free. Pay, mate. No, not if you play for free. Certainly, these kids are eating cereal <laughs> and water. <laughs> right. So at, within this show, we do um a, a, fa- a fancy five side team. Yeah. And obviously, you've played against some real top players, played with some real top players, and so on. So this might be a bit different. But my five-a-side team all time, just emphasis on five-a-side, was to have Julio Cesar in goal for his footwork and saving shots, Philip Lahm at, at, in defense, Xavi, Ronaldinho, and Messi. That was my five. Oh, you, oh I haven't got to play with them. I can just no, no. It's just you just pick in five players. Well, R nine is up top. <laughs> okay. That's Man, good. The greatest player of all time. The real Ronaldo. Um, the real Ronaldo. Um, in goal, I'm gonna go five aside, five aside, five aside. Think five aside. Yeah. Because I think Cesar well, might get a couple goals in mine as well. He's not, he's, mate. If you're coming out and getting even an empty goal, but Ronaldo, you're getting punished. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Ronaldinho would have to be in there, you know. Okay. It's keeping the people entertained. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going Ronaldinho R9 Lillian Turam Turam yeah uh, yeah bad, bad. <laughs> okay. um, in midfield I will go right there listen it's only one more midfield and then one player, keeper one more at midfield player and yeah yeah <clears throat> um, so goals I'm trying to think goals I even just save. I don't. I don't need you to entertain anyone. Just save. But you need to be able to receive the ball to your feet because if you're falling over the ball, there'll be like 20 more goals added. Nah, he's not going to be dead. There are no goalkeepers we know that are dead. All right, go on then. Say say something. Say something. Struggling, yeah. Struggling. Yeah, pick a midfielder then. Let's go. Yeah, let's pick my midfielder. All-time midfielder can do a bit of both. Jump some guidance, or you're right. Yeah, go on. Try some names. A few people have said like Iniesta's. Um, yeah, but no. You could. Makaleli. Um, Makaleli, yeah. Yeah, I, I need. I, I need some. I need someone that want, no. Kante, Kante, bro. He he just wants to run. He, he doesn't care. <laughs> I just need to run around. Just run around and get the ball to R nine. Just run. Right. Just run. Chase everyone. Okay. And then in goal. In goal, all time, beating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you want a new one or an old one? Like you could be talking Van der Sars, Ter Stegen's, Neuer's, people Sar, like that. Van der, I don't know if he's getting down though, man. It's, it's five side goals. Yeah, come on, man. Is this isn't this isn't Ter, like fifty year old Van der Sar? You say Ter Stegen, yeah? Uh, yeah, let's go to Stegen. He's he's, he's calm with it. No. Um, cool man that's the that's the third best team that's been named so far good for you, good for you. <laughs> but um Claire. yeah before we finish i have a confession yeah, i didn't actually list all of your achievements as oh? the biggest as ryan just come through you just come through right well as the biggest as the biggest thing about you isn't necessarily the titles you've won it's the respect you've gained from the peers across the league and oh. you are a guy which most people don't know who's run play of the year on four occasions for the clubs and have been in you've been in the players like union team of the year twice yeah. as well, and I think yeah. for me that doesn't happen by accident. But it's why you've always yeah. been. That's why I've always looked up to you, and it's why people always love playing with you because it's great that someone can have an accolade and someone can get all the coverage and this, that, and the other. But when it comes down to it, there are certain people who people want to play with, and there are certain yeah. people who people just have to play with. And as I say, I've, I don't know anyone that's won Player of the Year on four occasions, especially as a defender. And to me, that's yeah. that's like 
that's the biggest thing for you. So just want to say, yeah, just want to say, I appreciate that. I get that gets slept on. Yeah, great Premier League, great, but four times been voted the best player by your own peers is special. So thank mm. you, but don't get used yeah, to give, don't get used to me giving you too many compliments because they're not going to. I know, I know what you like. Yeah, I know what you like. That's it. It's done. You're swearing at me on the gram and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm a different guy on <laughs> there. You don't have to be real on Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just entertainment. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much, man. It's been great to speak to you. Nah, man, appreciate it, man. Yeah, and I'll I'll see nice. you soon, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, man. Take, cool. Take care, man. Speak to you soon. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed hearing from a true champion, as I certainly did. But before I go, and before I give thanks, don't forget to give the playlist a listen if you're interested. Obviously, there's a link out there somewhere, I'm sure, maybe. And if not, please find Rye Don't Know on Instagram because we'll tell you where to find it. But yeah, thanks. Thanks to producer Ryan. He's the best producer since Dr. Dre. Thank you to uh, Mountaineer Studios, Draper, Utah. And listeners, honestly, we appreciate you. Please reach out to the club at Rail Salt Lake on all major social media platforms. And if you're still sending voice memos, please send them to digital at rsl.com. Till next time.